Welcome to Home 411, where you've asked and we've answered. I'm your host, Linda Businger, and creator of this crazy show and founder of Restoration and Design Pros, where I specialize in historic properties and Velvet and Pine Home Design, where we design luxury to mother nature with a focus on sustainable interior designs. Here on the show, we cover everything from renovating to decorating, permits and planning, and experts in insurance, mortgages, and even real estate. Be sure to visit our website, velvetandpine.com. Now, let's start the show. Well, we know that real estate is crazy, and it's still pretty daggone crazy in Florida. So we sat down with Tanner Talong from Caldwell Banker. They've sold over $200 million in real estate just this year. No better person to sit down and talk to, find out what's hot, where everybody's buying, what's the next upcoming town you should be looking at. You won't believe it. And also, if you're following us on your favorite platform for a podcast, you'll get some bonus content. So let's see what he had to say. Give it to us straight. Uh, where are we? Selling, people buying, people moving here. How's it going? Because, like, I feel like it all came to a complete halt. Because, you know, I buy real estate. Yeah, it just came course. to a complete halt. Yeah, so with our business, 50-50, it's buyer and sellers. Um, there are a lot of people buying within the Tampa Bay market as well as um, selling. So it depends on the motivation of the client. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are downsizing. I think we're going to talk about insurance um, considerations as well as why people are moving from golf course communities to waterfront to gated communities. And there's all um, a reason for the season of people buying and selling. But um, currently, the appreciation within the market has been appreciating, but not as fast as it was within COVID. The migration okay. patterns, people continued to move into the Tampa Bay area. But um, interest rates have put a kind of a damper on the affordability because properties are still appreciating, but they're also um, becoming less affordable because they're appreciating and the interest rates are higher. Plus the insurance, as we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one for us. Yep. Um, and where do you, because, you know, when I look at your stuff, you don't do a lot. Before, you kind of didn't do a lot of Bradenton and Sarasota, but I think people are sort of spreading out now, like, I don't want to say yes. Tampa Bay is getting bigger, but it just seems to be. Well, our business has expanded because our clients bring us um, as far as, you know, we can drive and uh, mm -hmm. accommodate. Um, and within the last two years, we built a team. So now we have the accommodation to make that happen for all of our clients. We go all the way from Sarasota or Venice down south all the way up to Pasco County and then wow. close to Orlando. So we cover a pretty large geographic area within the Tampa Bay area. Because there's a lot of people that are moving from Tampa, moving to Sarasota, Sarasota okay. to Tampa, Clearwater Beach to Orlando, so on right. and so forth. So we have a fairly large network with um, individuals within our team and also um, within our client family that uh, just want to work with us and we migrate wherever they mm -hmm. would like us to mm -hmm. help them. Do you do a lot of, like, what is your specialty? Because I feel like what I know about you and you know following you is um, global. Like a lot of you know out of country or even you know out of state coming here. Yep. What What do you feel like is your your specialty? Sort of specialty, yeah. Yeah. So we focus on marketing to the masses, making the largest footprint possible for our listings. Um, so 
And that takes a global presence when you're marketing some of these multi-million dollar properties on, you know, Clearwater Beach or downtown Tampa or um, Davis Island. A lot of these waterfront homes, um, it's a specific buyer that's looking for that type of property. So we we look at ourselves as the matchmakers so we can bridge that gap so they can find exactly what they're looking for. Because within a local economy, not everyone is capable of buying, you know, your $10 million plus plus condo (laughs) penthouse, you know, so you (laughs) do have to uh, expand your reach and through our marketing and retargeting and our presence on social media and touching, you know, the people that um, can afford these type of properties. um, That's kind of what separates us from the rest of the real estate industry. We really focus on that perfect buyer pool Mm -hmm. for that perfect buyer or for that perfect listing when we're listing it or if we represent the buyer that um, say is looking for you know a, a gated community then we reach out to the community um, owners within the um, homeowners association and we'd find some of these products without um, going on the MLS so we can right. you know match right. make right and I think that because um, you sold uh well, you found a home for friends of mine. Um, and I think they were really shocked that they could get seven acres in Florida. So I, I just feel like people are going inland a little more, right? I mean, is that no, more, more communities are being built inland? So like what's the next upcoming place that we don't know about yet? So statistically, uh, within Lakeland is the fastest, uh, Polk County is one oh, of the Lakeland. fastest growing metropolitan areas within um, the state. Okay. Uh, Pasco Is there affordable County, housing there? It's more it affordable and <laughs> newer construction because um, Pinellas County is the most densely po- uh, mm-hmm. densely yeah. populated county within the state. So therefore, if you want a new construction home, you either have to knock it down or move east or south or north of right. Pinellas County. Because we're full. We're yeah. full. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the places aren't really. Um, okay. I just <clears throat> wanted to, um, I I understand that you studied with Tony Robbins. Yes. Tell I, me, I tell me that. about that and how, like, how do you bring that? To, like, what did you take away from that? Uh, it's been a while because I was in their university program when I was 14. I went to uh, the one where you walk on fire with my family. Oh, wow. And then after okay. that, I was in- intrigued about the health benefits and also the uh, business mindset that he teaches. So I uh, took the whole university program and studied in um, Fort Lauderdale and um, Arizona and a couple other places with him. And I think what um, – excited me most about it was the mindset and surrounding yourself with people that can continue to uplift your health, Mm well-being, and your business so you can be the highest functioning being that you can as an individual. So that's what excited me about it. And do you, because I know that you do some team building. Yes. Yeah. And so do you incorporate that or did you sort of create your own? I mean, any uh, mentorship program that uh, I studied in the past has benefited where we are today, but um, Tony Robbins was kind of a start of, I guess, the mindset of how to build a business and how to create a community. And mm-hmm. um, so I've definitely used a lot of his criteria uh, for mindset and business development. Well, and I know a lot of people um, were kind of tired of hearing the words imposter syndrome, and but how we were taught 
I mean, sounds like, you know, sort of the same thing here is that you're supposed to feel like you're an imposter because you're not supposed to be the smartest person in the room, right? So if you really are hanging out with people who can teach you or guide you, then you're already going to feel a little bit uncomfortable about feeling like you don't fit in. So I tell people, if you do feel like that, then that's a good thing, right? You feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a couple. So I'm a personal design advisor, and um, which means, kind of made that up, but it just means that um, we help everybody from basically idea to design, permitting to planning to, you know, the end of the project. Um, a lot of realtors bring me in to show their clients what a house could look like. You can tear this wall down or you can go up and, you you know, add on or, you know, and this is how much it's going to cost you. And if you're going to move in two years, then just do this. If you're going to stay here for 10, 20 years, if you're going to have kids, then you can do these things. Um, so realtors bring me in. What other sort of services do you um, advise your buyers to sort of, you know, because they're new to Florida, they haven't been here. Um, yep. Do you have people like that? Did, did you bring in or that you, okay. Yeah, so um, a lot of our advice, we, we look at ourselves as advisors as well. So when people are buying, specifically in Pinellas County, that's not the perfect home for them. Yeah. So we have a lot of vendors that can- 70-year-old house, 80-year-old house, a lot of those. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can bring in a lot of our vendors to you know recreate or create that vision that they're looking for, whether it be a new kitchen or bathroom, flooring, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And a lot of um, what we do is an analysis on if you were to put in that kitchen, how much could you sell that house for? And is this a good investment for you and your family? You know, does it fit your uh, lifestyle needs? Do you want a boat in the back of your house or do you want to play golf every day? Do you want uh, walkability to restaurants? And those are all, all right. questions that we ask. So we can better understand uh, what communities would best serve our clients. Well, and I say that because especially now, because the the virus, uh, there was sort of a stop on construction. So a lot more people are looking at the 1970s house and the 1980s house. And so you really have to, you know, be able to visually explain to people, you know, what it's going to look like. Um, and I noticed that was part of sort of what you guys do. You're almost like a full package. Right. Does that make sense? And also with our listings, there's a lot of people that are that would go on to listing and they they press the button and they list it. But most of our sellers need the consultative approach on what can they do to maximize their net equity because you only mm -hmm. get one shot That's when you're right. listing your home, right? So whether it be staging, painting, um, mm -hmm. moving furniture around, there's a lot yes. of things that can – Moving furniture out. <laughs> make or break the, the sale. Yeah. 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 Decluttering yeah. is De huge. Yeah, it is huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I um, I was I had some statistics here. Oh, I have a question for you. Okay, so um, I worked with my older sister for twenty years. Um, how is it working with your mom and the whole generation thing? And more about like how she, how you used to do real estate versus how you do it now, and especially because you're so tech savvy. Sure. Um, how does that work out? I think it's great. <laughs> we have both generations of. I mean, she has a a wealth of knowledge on how to sell real estate and mm -hmm. what what she has done in Did the past. Did she say this is old school? Well, yes, we use both, and that's <laughs> okay. what benefits our clients because she's huge into print marketing and magazines and uh, reaching out to past clients, throwing events, and so on and so forth. And now I am as well, and then I bring more of a 
tech savvy background, video, uh, photo marketing, and then retargeting um, atmosphere for our clients so they can get the maximum exposure when they list their property. So they can get the most money. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the idea, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I really like following her, what she's doing. Um, so I I think people need your help. So other than traditional mortgage brokers, I mean, you have to be starting to get creative in helping people even get loans. You know what I mean? These are other options for loans. Um, is there something that you can share, uh, other options for people besides, you know, we love our mortgage broker, but. Yeah, the classical conventional loan. Yep. So a lot of our clients are using bridge loans, which are a different company out there that allows them to purchase the property um, at a low upfront cost in the beginning. Okay. And they move into the next property. We prepare that house for sale. And then once they're ready to move into their next property, then we move them to the next home. They carry that property for roughly 30 to 60 days while we list it, because on average, our listings only sit for 45 days. So then um, we transition them to their new home, and then we list it and sell their property within a 60-day period. Then they recast the loan, which allows them to, they, they do have to carry two mortgages, but this product will allow them to move to their next destination without, uh, having no place to go if they sell their home. So there's always that matchmaking right. like I talked oh, about yeah. before. You don't want to sell your house before you have a uh before you um understand where you're going to go next. So that's one um scenario. There are uh, there's a lot of people paying cash right now. Mm-hmm. Um I would say at least 40% of our clients are purchasing them ca- uh with cash specifically in the waterfront so they don't have to pay flood insurance. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um so you can, we call it self-insure. Yep. Um, we bought a house on Clearwater Beach or uh, also uh, Bel Air Beach. And both of those properties, we decided to self-insure because the flood insurance only covers up to $250,000 of repair costs or re- replacement costs. And a lot of these homes are built in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And the structure itself, when you look at it with the insurance company, they're like, oh, we're going to give you $50,000 for your whole structure of your house <laughs> right. if, it, if the entire thing floods, even if you update uh, the project. So um, a lot of people are self-insuring. Um, different financing options would be uh, we saw one of the first during COVID um, uh, cryptocurrency yes. purchases. Yes. So yeah. I have yet to be involved in that, but I thought <laughs> okay. uh, that was very unique very and interesting, um, interesting mm-hmm. that, you know, that type of financing or that type right. of um, purchasing is happening. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I, so sort of touching on the insurance thing, I know that because um, we had the insurance guy on here and he was saying if you have citizens insurance that moving forward, whenever the date is, the magic date of next year, you will st- – still have to buy flood insurance even if you're paid cash. cash for your house. Yeah. That's what I've heard as well. So, yeah. So let's um, – And also just another um, uh, nugget that we've seen is if you don't – if you buy a house mm-hmm. that is self-insured and the um, there is no flood insurance that could be assumable. So that rate we found is typically 40 to 50% higher than it would be if you assumed – flood insurance from a homeowner that currently had flood insurance. So that's something to look at when you're um, looking to purchase a property um, 
and your agent or you know whoever you're advising mm-hmm. or you ask the seller, can I um, assume your um, insurance policy and that'll yeah. save you thousands of dollars a year? Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, touching on the, the FEMA part, the flood insurance, um, and what some people don't understand, the 50% rule is how it works, and I'm sure you do, but I want to make sure that everyone understands because uh, it's federal, you know, right. FEMA rule, is that um, – and this was really a problem here in Florida during the COVID when everything sort of skyrocketed. And maybe it's, you know, other places, obviously, every other place too. But um, so the 50% rule is just on the actual building. Structure, so, yeah. Right. So, for example, I had a property, and let's say it was a million-dollar property. Well, but the house was worth 120000 you know, yep. because it was a historical home, you know. So when you go to, um, you know, renovate it or restore it, like I was doing, so like, okay, well, you can have $60,000. That doesn't go very far when you're restoring a house from the 1920s. Right. Um, but I knew about it, but I don't think people understand that because they think, oh, okay, my house is worth, and then I'm going to get, you know, be able to spend 500000 but you can't. So you really have to look at your county and municipality records to see what the value of the actual structure is. And each structure right. has its own value, and that's what they use. Yep. And then within each city as well, they have different regular regulations mm-hmm. uh, like Bel Air Beach has 47% or something like that. Dunedin only allows you to do the improvements once uh, throughout the duration of the ownership, from my understanding. And same they have with a five-year rule. Is it five? Yeah, Clearwater Beach has, or Clearwater has a one-year rule. One year, yeah. But Dunedin decided to do five years. Five years. Which I'm changing if you become historic, uh, if you become an official historic property, because we're Historic Preservation Advisory Committee, um, then we're going to waive the five years and Great. try to make it one. Because if you're historic, you really need to. But Dunedin is really good about, and I'm sure other places are too, if your roof needs to be repaired, they're going to let you fix of your course. roof. You know, it's not. Yeah. But, you know, it is kind of scary, though, um, to think about that. Um, so I was reading about this. So I found this interesting. According to Tampa Bay Economics Council, as of March of 2023, 1,280 people moved to Florida each day. This was so in March. I don't know why they they don't have it since March of this year, but um, it says 4,400,000 people moved in one year. And 125,000 of those were from out of the country, which, you know, um, and they were legal. So don't, you know, say, oh, they came here. Um, But 380,000 moved out of California. So do you get – are you still – because that was huge back then. New Yorkers in California, do you still feel like they're flocking here? Definitely. You, get a lot of, you do get a yeah, lot of Yeah, so stuff. there's a lot of hedge funds and financial companies that are moving to the Tampa Bay area. Um, and then there's a lot of people from uh, – that just work from home that prefer not paying the high prices or the high rent prices and – they would rather buy a house or single-family home that they can live in with their family with a yard That's right. compared to being right. um, in a downtown city center. So we've seen that also during COVID. A lot of the cities, uh, not everyone wanted to be in a condo because you're riding in an elevator. But a lot of that has changed um, just because of the mindset and, you know, uh, as the um, virus progressed, people got familiar with know, standard procedures living in a condo and their prices are still escalating. So um, besides the no state tax and the sunshine, what are the other reasons people are flocking to Florida? 
I would say the investment opportunity um, in the past. I didn't think there was any of those left. We're still <laughs> buying a lot of investment properties. Uh, I would say one in four purchasers within the Tampa Bay area within the last four years were investors. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw the opportunity and the expansion of Tampa Bay still being fairly affordable compared to the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, oh, Dade okay. County areas. Yeah. Um, and we still have a lot of room to grow. And baby boomers are tired of shoveling snow and, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they would prefer living in the sunshine state. And um, I would say the taxes are a big thing. Um, when you make, say, $100,000, I mean, in New York City, that's an extra 12% on top of your, you know, right. income, uh, right. which is substantial for a lot yes. of people. And if you're trying to survive and thrive in this um, economy, you want to be able to save mm-hmm. as much as possible. And Florida allows you to have that 365 days of sunshine and tax kind of reduced lifestyle. And um, I would say the goods and services within this area are also high quality. We sports. have sports, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. So we have three Draw. major uh, teams within the Tampa Bay area and we're centrally located. I think the Tampa Bay um, International Airport is definitely a um, crowd pleaser, top 10 within the United States. And then the lifestyle. If you want to own a boat and don't want to deal with the waves of California or you know the Atlantic, mm-hmm. Pacific or the Atlantic, you can have a smaller boat within the Gulf of Mexico and still have a good time and not being like rocks yeah, back right. and forth. Wait, so yeah. it's it's definitely a fun lifestyle. Well, I fly back and forth because I live in Virginia as yep. well as Tampa Bay. And um, t- Tampa Bay is really for the arts. Like I live in Loudoun County, which is one of the richest counties in the country. If you're not familiar with Loudoun County, look it up. But they have very little arts and culture. I mean, you got St. Pete, you got Tampa Bay Performing Arts and the orchestra. It's just, I don't think people understand that. It's, it's sort of a big deal. Um, other cities don't. We yeah, have it everywhere. Anchor. We have yep. it everywhere. And even St. Pete is like as small as St. Pete is compared to Tampa Bay. Yeah. They have a lot. It's, they do. Yeah. And I, a lot's, uh, that's progressive in the last three to four years, I think, with, um, when Tad, your son, and I mm-hmm. were growing up in Palm Harbor, it was a more of a sleepy town and not many people mm-hmm. knew about the Tampa Bay. And now it's on the map. So a lot of people with um, the art background um, are coming here to express themselves because they can. You know, That's like right. you have the Dolly Museum. I mean, That's where right. else are you going to find that within yeah. the world, you know? Yeah. Uh, Chihuly Glass. That's right. All in yeah. walking distance. Yeah, that's true. And then we have this great studio, CoLab Studios. Exactly. You come and do live music and do your podcast. Um, yeah, we love it here. All right. So I'm. I gave you enough time to chill. I want to hear some stories. Give sure. me some crazy. I'm sure you have a ton of them. Give me some crazy real church stories. So the craziest stories. And rec- not the one with Elizabeth and Eamon. Yeah, that was. Crazy. That was. <laughs> It wasn't that crazy. I, I thought it was very exciting for them. It was, and you worked your magic on that. I know that was fun. They, they really appreciated that. But um, during COVID, there was a lot of interesting stories. Stories because real estate has never seen this amount of migration to the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. So we had to think creatively on how to find properties for our buyers. And 
a lot of the time, um, if you went to the MLS, it was already pending within a couple hours. So mm-hmm. um, w- what our strategy was with one of our clients, um, we, I'll tell you two stories. So one of them, there were 75 offers on oh one property. God. 75 offers. Right. So we have different things that um, can put our offers at the top of the stack during, you know, the negotiation uh, period. Frenzy. And um, so we did our, you know, magic of, you know, putting it at the top and writing, you know, special things within the contract that can um, help make it more appealing for the seller uh, to look at that. Pro, uh, let that prospect. So that was probably the most uh, feeding frenzy um, buying opportunities that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then another situation, we had a lot of out-of-state buyers that didn't want to get on an airplane because there was no airplanes during oh, you know right. COVID. Mm-hmm. So one of my buyers calls me up. They've been working with another agent within St. Pete, and they said, "Hey Tanner, you know I've seen all your videos. I really want to work with you. Um, my agent has failed for." time and time again for the last six to eight months of getting me a property. I can't even get anything under contract because they had 3% uh, down for financing. They were FHA. Okay. And in that market, you're competing against yeah. cash and right. you know 50% financing and so on and so forth. So we came up with a strategy where we were going to pick you know their top 50 homes within the Tampa Bay area, within you know the locations that they want to live. So for a week straight, we wrote 50 offers for one client, and then so we put five under contract. They flew in to see the properties, or I think they drove actually. Um, they drove in. We saw the five properties, and then they picked the best one. And then now this is uh, they're on their fourth investment property. Now oh. they took the equity because everything appreciated in the last uh, two years. Mm-hmm. They bought three other investment properties from the equity, and now they're on their fourth uh, investment opportunity. So it was a huge success story, and um, we found a lot of clients or buyers that were really frustrated during that market. And, you know, even today, it's it's a challenging market um, to find the right product because we have so little inventory. So we have to think creatively, and a lot of the time... um, we would find neighborhoods that they wanted to live, and then we would reach out to the sellers and say, hey, at what price are you willing to sell? And then put the two people together. Wow. So those yeah. are a couple of stories that yeah. I thought were interesting. Right. and You're frenzy. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys, do you think you do 50-50 buyer-seller? Yeah, it's it, it has been for the last uh, six years. Yeah, 50-50. Oh, wow. yep. Okay. I just didn't, I mean, I don't. I've been, you know, obviously, like I said, I, I invest in real estate, so I haven't seen anything. I know I was trying to buy one for my daughter, and it took, I mean, six months to even find something that was worth investing making in. an offer yeah. on, and then or was you know gone. And this was recent, um, and then it came to nobody. You can't get insurance unless it's citizens right now. Yep. So I haven't had citizens in 17 years, so that's yep. kind of but, um, but we found something, so it was good. Um, and right by Palm Harbor, great high school. I know it'll be perfect. Um, all right. So you have any? Say, what do you think is going to be happening into the the next season, the next uh, you know sp- through winter and into spring? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but. Yeah, yeah, so you stay uh, up on things. So. Typically, August and uh, July are the slowest months within um, the state of Florida within real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that w- that could be kids going back to school or it's just really hot here. Uh, <laughs> but yes. the migration of all the people that live here seasonally, that everyone's here. So if you're about to list your house, now is a great time to sell because there's still limited inventory and there's a lot of buyers like your daughter that can't find exactly what they're looking for. And those people that, you know, price within a uh, realistic realm of, you know, um, uh, feasibility for the buyers, they're going to get multiple offers on the property, specifically the sellers that prepare their houses for sale. Because we've been seeing that some of these uh, listings are failing to sell because they're not preparing their houses for sale, or they want 25% more than their neighbor that just contracted and sold uh, six months ago. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's where I come in when people are like, what do I do to my house in short term to make it, you know, better? Right. Um, so I think that I'm hoping that the interest rates will come down. Obviously, everyone is. Um, I mean, really, between the interest rates and the insurance, that's really been sort of a – but what is your average price? Like, you know, just everything I see you doing is usually like really expensive. So do you have, yeah. you know, like $400,000 houses that you? Yeah, we represent every okay. uh, asset class within the Tampa Bay. I mean, in the last uh, two years, we had the highest condo sale and also a single family home, but we also sold a $150,000 condo. So we service our clients the same. We don't know how to separate them any different. It's <laughs> white glove, five-star service. And we just want to make sure that the buyers, when they're buying, they get the best price possible for their home or that they're purchasing. And then also for the selling side, we want to make sure that they maximize their net equity because you only get one shot. And we've noticed that there's people that either pick up on a discount broker, and then they just put it on MLS, and then they lose um, a lot mm-hmm. of equity by just thinking about one or two percent on the commission for you know the on the buy side or the sell side. So uh, talking about condos, so how has the condo collapse affected? Because I know that now everything has to be reinspected, and I'm assuming that sort of you know put a wrench in people buying condos. Yeah, there. Are- when that all came out, every buyer was asking about it, and specifically the older ones in nineteen you know fifties mm-hmm. to nineteen eighties. Every buyer that's looking at that type of condo um, asks about that type of uh, inspection and making sure that the condo association um, has the funds to pay for um, either the remodel of the property to make sure that it's up to the standards in twenty twenty three code. Or um, that the homeowners association also has the funds to um, uh, not increase their uh, monthly expenditure for each homeowner that lives in the condo because or an assessment, yeah, it, exactly mm-hmm. because that means an assessment yeah. will happen if they don't have the funds. So my understanding is that you you should make sure that your um, HOA has. Only using is only using max thirty percent of what they have. They should have always have at least sixty to seventy percent in reserve before they, you know, when you're looking at property. And right. That's kind of the key. I don't know if it's different, but that's kind of how I was taught to do it. No, that's ago. a good rule of thumb. I haven't heard that, but uh, we definitely make sure that they have ample um, funds before we uh, move past the inspection period because that can be a deal uh, breaker. 
Do you sure. feel like you're selling more now? Because I've condos. Yeah, uh, that never really changed. For no, you. It, it really hasn't changed. We just uh, advise our clients that this is, you know, how it has to be. And there's a lot of people that just want that turnkey experience where they can mm -hmm. lock and leave and then yeah. go up north when, you know, and if they're seasonal. Right. Because um, there's more maintenance involved with a single family home. And, um, but there's also some people that moved from the condos because they didn't want to be reassessed because they've been hearing about what's happening. I heard of a project in uh, Sarasota actually that had a special assessment of a million dollars per oh. a unit. So okay. when that happens, it's very mm. tough to sell a property. Um, and then after, if that happens, then there's legal disputes and it becomes even more difficult to get financing on the property. So you just have to be careful on, um, you know, what type of properties you're buying and, you know, look at the financials and have someone advise you to, you know, figure out where, you're, where your money's best invested. Yeah. And I find that even if you're paying cash, you should seek someone who basically assume that you're going to get a mortgage and go through sort of a mortgage company because they're really going to do a fine tooth comb on a property if you're yeah. not you know that's kind of how i've done it in the past too um okay well i think we're good um i appreciate you coming out thank you for your time yeah i love it um I do. I'm everybody. Your give them your handle on um, Facebook. So you can find me at Tanner Talung, um on Facebook and Instagram. So same thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Great seeing I you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Bye. Right. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.